I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Cornetto. Chocolate! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off. My boy says he can eat 50. I know all there's to know about the flying There we go. Pork, hello. Hello. We're welcome to Podcast 78. So, a uh, special one this week. We're um, on holidays. We're down here in Clare. We're trying to think of a couple of classic Irish films that we'd sort of not seen before. And we sort yeah. of were like, we no both, but we know about and has had a bit of an impact on it, on us. And we decided to land on a film that is 26 years old. This year won an Oscar for screenplay. It's got lots of stuff going on. It's The Crying Game. Yeah, it came out in 1992. As you might have noticed from the Boy George song from the soundtrack underneath it there. Yeah. yeah. So a quick blurb is a British soldier kidnapped by IRA terrorists soon befriends one of his captors who then becomes drawn into the soldier's world. Uh, quite a big cast in it. Um, yeah. Stars- now we know, we know, to note, this is not yeah. like we're not, oh, this seems interesting. Yeah. We know about this film. This is yeah. one that we've wanted to watch for a while. But yeah. It's one that's not in telly lots though. No. Because, like, the guard's on every Easter and, you know, Into the West every Into Christmas. West, yeah. You but said like, you watched Into the West a few recently, weeks ago. Recently, yeah. It was on telly, Why? maybe TV3. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in five or six years. Has and I was like, oh. Holding up okay? Not really. Okay. Tato and Ozzy. It's Aussie. very daft. There's lots of, like, fairy talking kind of stuff in it. And, uh, yeah. Is but it respectful to um, travellers? I, th- I, I think don't so, feel, yeah. Actually, feel yeah. reverential toward them and both respectful and... Yeah, not condescending, I don't yeah. think. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Into the West. No. I did want to watch Into the West while over here in the West over in Clare. Um, but you vetoed that and said we need to do yeah. something with a bit more weight to it. So who have we, we got in this? We've got so we've got Stephen Ray, uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Adrian Dunbar, Miranda Richardson and Jay Davidson. Cool. They're and, kind uh, of the big hitters. Yeah, and and Jim Broadbent in there as well. So this is Neil Jordan, probably his most written and directed by. Yeah, is it his best known film? Um, I'm going to say yes, and I think he revisited a lot of the themes. It's the Michael one Michael Collins probably is his biggest. It's the one that he won the awards for, um, and it was around the time when the IFI was. Isn't this the famous thing? Like when they were winning the Oscar and the IFI was opening and all this. So, um, but he won. He was a nominee for best director in 1993, and he was the winner of the best screenplay. So, anyway, we know. I suppose the thing with this film, The Crying Game, we know about the the scene, the scene, the twist-ish type thing. Um, but we're not going to ruin it in case, in case anyone landed on this podcast thinking it was a fresh new one. Skip past it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks dealing with some more contemporary cinema stuff. Um, but we're just going to go and watch it now. Yeah, we're going to pause. You can, you know, now you've listened to the start, you yeah. can watch it too. Yeah, we're going to play um, the rest. We're going to wrap up with, or we're going to wrap up this a little bit with the, a bit more of the Boy George music and then we'll come back in a bit. So bear with us and see you in a bit. One day soon I'm gonna tell the moon about the crying. Do, 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 do. So 
There we go. We've just watched the crying game. We're back here now, two hours later. Yeah. Uh, what do we think? Porik. Recap. So to anyone, again, this is a funny one. If you haven't seen the crying game, maybe you don't want to listen. Maybe if you intend to watch it and don't know the the twist, I suppose, then obviously this podcast isn't for you. But um, yeah, if you're sticking with us and the analytics suggest that most people watch through to the end or listen to it. Yeah. So now we're going to get pretty spoiler heavy. So the film starts out with Forrest Whitaker, who plays an English soldier. And the English accent isn't bad. Yeah. It's, uh, he does okay. It seems like it's overdubbed a little bit. Yeah, because it's an outside scene first, so they were like, they probably had to overdub it, so it's a bit weird. So for the first bit, you're like, is he actually speaking with an English accent, or what's going on? But um, he is at this kind of outside fair with a lady played by Miranda Richardson. We later find out she plays Jude. And she's just kind of stringing him along. And then the rest of the guys come and abduct him. And when I say the rest of the guys, I chiefly mean Stephen Ray and... Uh, Adrian Dunbar. Yeah. And unnamed other Ra-man. Yeah. Ra-man number one, Ra-man yeah. number two. Yeah. So they kidnap the soldier, take him to a secret house, a safe house, that then doesn't turn out to be that safe. Yeah. And so Keep it's... Keep him there that, for a few days, trying to do a prisoner exchange in exchange for someone... Uh, who's been captured by the British government. Uh, yeah, so they kind of have forces. given them the ultimatum. They're like, if you don't rest or release our man within three days, we're going to shoot your guy. So, of course, then Stephen Ray is the man who's chiefly in charge of looking after Forrest Ritiker when they're in um, the hostage situation. A friendship and rapport kind of breaks out between the two of them. And then when it comes to the moment when he has to be killed, um, Stephen Ray kind of messes it up and Forrest Ritiker kind of gets away. But only to run onto a made road and get knocked down by a squatty car full of British soldiers. It, which is a gruesome scene. Yeah, and it's also yeah. a bit daft or a bit far-fetched, no? Uh, yeah. And then the rest of the house then gets, the helicopters are there. And at one point before you did hear helicopters going over, so you're kind of like, they were on the lookout for them. So everyone, Stephen Ray manages to run away. Fergus, kind we'll of, give him his yeah, name. Yeah, Fergus. Fergus. He runs away, he's in the forest. And also Adrian Dunbar and Miranda Richardson look like they might get away, but you're like, they probably died. Yeah, but we know for sure that Jodie got driven over by... Yeah. So that's Forrest Whitaker's character, yeah. Uh, so then... So you're saying that's kind of like a three... It's a, You're reviewing it as a three-act film. Uh, that uh, yeah, was kind of the kind end of, of act one. Yeah, and it's really just... The first act is really just conversation conversations between... Um, Jody the soldier and, and Fergus, Fergus the yeah. IRA man and they're kind of sharing similarities like uh, he was like well I'm an immigrant in England you know and I like cricket and we play it differently you know so we're not that different you know and there's a bit of jibing about hurling and cricket but then we cut over to uh, London he has to get away um, Fergus needs to go on the run for a bit so he works as a builder and in the conversation of their chat um, Jody and Fergus had talked about women and different things so jody's like oh this is actually my he never says wife he just kind of says like girlfriend yeah yeah so then and he makes fergus be like look if you do kill me or if i do die i want you to go over and find her and tell her that i was thinking of her in my last moments so he kind of go to spitalfield to so he goes to england find a hairdresser yeah hunts her down and they kind of start having a good enough rapport like, Stephen Ray's pretty good looking in this. He's, I think he's a bit better with the long hair than the short. Yeah. It's a bit mullet Yeah, and he goes short. to a bar and Jim Broadbent is the, is the barman. Young Jim Broadbent. Dressed as a snooker player. Yeah, he's wearing like a basically a tux without the jacket. 
Uh, yeah. And it's kind of funny. Like, so the bar looks kind of like a normal bar. A bit dingy. Traditional whatever. London You're like, bar, fair enough. Yeah, cool. And uh, it turns out like that they... Um, totally drawing a blank on her name now. Dill. Dill. Yeah. Um, is a hairdresser and she also does like cabaret at this bar. So they kind of strike up a relationship, start a relationship, kissing, etc, etc. And... Then we come to the kind of the famous scene and Stephen Ray doesn't realise that uh, Dill is... She's transgender and... Yeah, is still has male... Uh, genitalia. Genitalia. Yeah. And Which he's like, what? It was seen what? as the big shocking cinema moment from 1992. Yeah. And the distributor of the film, Miramax, like sent out these letters saying, do not ruin the film. Do not say that the actor, Jay Davison, is a man. Mm-hmm. Uh just let the audience discover this which is cool i suppose yeah, yeah. it would have been a big surprise. i'm just thinking as the kind of film as an irish film about the troubles probably the kind of thing your parents in 1992 1992 your parents might have seen it my parents might have seen it and then it sort of would have just gone crikey it of course is there's a penis like it's not even that often yeah. you would see a penis on screen anyway no and not and when it's yeah it's and it, what and you they, think is belonging to a woman and that is the moment then that uh has become so famous in the film and that's what is mentioned in Father Ted, in the Passion of Saint Tibulus episode, and all and all that. So yeah. that that moment, um, and as you said, some reviewer kind of ruined. Yeah, there's a bit of trivia on IMDb where a reviewer subtly reviewed revealed the plot twist, and each the first letter of each of his paragraphs. It was there. He was a reviewer for Time magazine. Spells out she is a he, yeah. and you're like that'd be pretty hard to pick up on. Yeah, he obviously had to in tell people of, afterwards. Yeah. And then obviously the film becomes a bit of a, they're happy for a little while. And then in act so that, three. That kind of closes that. And then he yeah. goes back to his apartment and is a bit shook. And then we realize that, oh, look, it's Miranda Richardson, who's the psycho yeah. uh, IRA woman. There's a kind of, was well, not funny, but like it's comical how badly she is treated in the safe house. Yeah. Where every, anytime she goes to say anything, everyone's like, shut, shut up. up, woman. Yeah, men are talking. So anyway, it turns out that her and Adrian Dunbar, who plays Maguire, got out of the house okay. And they've now tracked down Fergus to be like... We've a hit. We've yeah. a job. You've got to do it or else we're going to dob you in. We're going to get your woman involved as well. Because mm, they were going to be like, did you let him go or what happened? And he tells the truth. He was like, he got away from me, got ran, run over by the squatty car. And then, um, yeah, he, as Nigel was saying, he kind of is just like, well, you're never out of the IRA. Like, you know, as the saying goes, once you're in, you're in. Like, yeah. It's like the civil service. <laughs> so um, he has to do another job in England. And then Dill kind of followed him and now becomes embroiled and knows we're like, what's going on here? And he's like, I can't tell you. And he becomes really worried for she gets her. A bit, yeah, at this point, she gets quite, as a character, very like simple, one dimensional feel. Like she's really powerful and fierce, kind of up to the point of the revelation. And then. After that, she, they they kind of just treat her as a bit of a, bit dopey. a tragic, like, What's dopey going on? figure. Like, yeah. you've got something you're not telling me. And all this so kind of thing. So then it kind of turns into a bit of a Quentin Tarantino uh, end of a Shakespeare play where everybody dies. Yeah. And uh, gets shot and everything, you know. Yeah. So, in but the, uh, yeah, but then there is a bit of a happy ending whereby... He goes to so Dale ends up killing Psycho uh, Miranda Richardson, and he tells her to run away, and he'll take. Blame and Dunbar's for it. character, Adrian Dunbar's character, Maguire gets 
killed as in crossfire in the hit yeah on the on the old judge and stuff so yeah and then it's like she goes in uh dill goes and meets uh steven ray in prison to be like yeah. well you're gonna be out in what we work out it's about six years yeah which so. doesn't seem much for murder yeah but maybe so, he was like well she was in the ra yeah so it's um see it's a remarkable film i think mm. more than nothing it really um, zips along like it didn't drag at any point no kept kept us kept us well awake here uh yeah. very much very happy with it steven ray is brilliant in it i think I was very, very, like, you are drawn to him. There's, like, conflict in his character. That was obviously a challenging thing for um, the character of Fergus to, to process on that. But then you actually do see the inner conflict yeah. that he goes through. And it's like, no, actually, I have a special relationship here. Um, whether it's, like, it belongs in, like, queer cinema as a strong gay film. I don't know. Do they show... Like, is their relationship after that a good, happy gay relationship? I guess it is because they're both no. Yeah, it seems like. And this again, like being twenty five years ago, yeah, so like it's Stephen Ray or Fergus character seems to be kind of fine with it. Once he's kind of come over the initial shock, he's like, "I do have very strong feelings for you." So it seems like you would imagine them kind of carrying on some some kind of relationship after he gets out. Yeah, which is fair enough. Um. Yeah, but I suppose it was really a groundbreaking film because, like, no film with similar storylines or stuff yeah. like that kind of comes to my mind. And when you think it's such a, because like ninety two, the the trouble still would have been strong yeah. enough. So like, um, we were six years from the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. So for this to come out, I suppose, as you say, like, I it'd be curious to watch the trailer for this actually and with see. How was this? It was because everyone was like going, "Oh, right, cool. It's a, it's a rap film, or like you know, republicanism." And then it's like, "Yeah, what? In the, What's in the this?" Na- in the name of the father, but actually, it's a love story. Yeah, and mm, mm. um, where the troubles are just kind of the supporting thing. So I think um, it deserves yeah. a lot of the praise. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't. It probably plays along with some of the stereotypes and the the, the things of of uh, gay communities, LGBT. Yeah, there's a really funny scene. It doesn't exactly challenge. Where Dale is kind of them. says to Fergus, like, didn't you know? And he's like, well, I was like, well, why did you come to the bar? And the bar seemed perfectly fine. Yeah. Then he goes back to the bar yeah. and it's a full on everybody's wearing drag. It's you're like, well, clearly this is, you know. Yeah. yeah. And this is like this. That's kind of funny. It's not like he was yeah. totally blind to the fact it was like they've presented two very different bars there mm. pre and post famous scene. Do you remember Breakfast on Pluto then? The, this yes. is Neil Jordan then mm-hmm. 13 years later so interesting to kind of compare the two I'd be interested in going back and watching it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of it having Killian Murphy yeah and a, a sort of a some similar themes going on there mm-hmm. but similar touches yeah so out of five uh, out of five for me I'm landing on the on the four like there's a few cheesy it's dated a little Wee bit, bit in some yeah ways. yeah I'd um, go with a four too, like, you know. Yeah, but gripping and a mystery, like, you are thrilled by the whole thing a little bit. Yeah, there was parts towards the end where I was like, is, is Dill a spy as well? Or like a soldier and she's being deep undercover and is going to kill them all. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of gripping at the end, the conclusion of what you were going to be like, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that's uh, more or less it. What else are we uh, 
going to watch on this uh, thing. Anything, actually, no, I'll ask you a different question. Mm. Anything that has kind of caught your eye over the last week or two that you've actually gotten to see in cinema? We got to see Crazy Rich Asians. Which was, it was kind of fun. Like, yeah, the crowd. It's a really weird film. Yeah, the crowd made it when I went to see it. It was kind of like being at a pantomime. There was lots of like oohs and ahs and You got stuff. to see it in Cineworld. It was a very mm. strong kind of Asian community present. I kind of, I'm waiting in another week or two for an article by someone from the New Yorker or uh, an Asian American to be like, this is a really white uh, Christian version of Asia that's okay for Europeans. And because that's what it's waiting for. And like, I picked up on that. I was like, yeah, this is grand, but it's a very sterile, sanitized version of Asia. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a, it's It's a modern Western focused version on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, The one thing with it that I haven't seen anyone talking about. I am really confused by how the sister in the sister character in Crazy Rich Asians is sort of like her story seems completely tangential and it's like they reshot loads of stuff to just bring in another more sympathetic character that could add a bit more. I don't know. It struck me. There's a few very, very funny things. With all those kind of things, the side characters are the standout roles. Yeah. And they felt like very almost Sex in the City side characters or something. Yeah. Yeah, you can get that. You do get the influences in terms of american cinema uh, mm. yeah but that was it um i haven't seen much else in cinema we got to see black 47 without with stephen ray mm-hmm. as well uh it was kind of it was perfectly fine i thought i enjoyed it more than a lot. i think you and i kind of like some of the cgi stuff in it i thought it was quite solid uh yeah no i thought it was it was uh good and um, probably not deserving of like the highest grossing irish film yeah of whatever in like, the last couple of years it'd be curious if you saw it and weren't too aware of the actors because like ethan made the point to me when she saw it that you know stephen ray mm-hmm. is not going to be somebody who goes and helps the british soldiers like of course he's going to be like out for his own and you know that barry keown is not going to take a role where he's uh a british soldier like kill it. you, you yeah. kind of know that like well of course he's going to yeah. turn or something i'm not sure how good um an actor he's a great actor he's great in american animals you saw it in the wrong environment yep. well i'm just saying i think he's a he's, no big he's fan. one to watch maybe for the wrong kind of reasons yeah. um i don't know i am coming out in the next couple of weeks i think the one that's we've kind of been bad i need to still see halloween yeah oh yeah i still need to see lenny abramson and donald gleason doing an english accent again in a little stranger Want to see a star is born in preparation have started watching the chris christopherson yeah. it's out today Babs uh, when we're actually recording yeah it, which, on netflix so um yeah and i think apparently bradley cooper gonna win basically everything at the oscars oh. director actor bradley adapted. cooper directed it yeah didn't know that there you go wow. you'd nearly think That's about a film podcast huh yeah um, venom is coming and out has adapted it well venom is apparently the worst film of all time so i've heard it's good fun depending like it's a bit daft no. did you hear that he based his character on his character his character on conor mcgregor because he was like, Car- Conor McGregor wants to have a fight with everyone, so. Okay. And um, the film I'm most excited about is out uh, in oh, weeks and weeks, but it's uh, Suspiria. We may go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, Dario Argento's version, but uh, Luco, Luca Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name and A Bigger Splash, he uh, did it. But it's not here for, for two weeks, so it's not really relevant for this little bit. But uh, is there for Halloween? Maybe 26th of October. Mm. Dates seem to be a bit conflicted. Um, and have you seen, we're going to wrap up the podcast with the question, have you seen the trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh yeah, I think it looks great. Uh, 
I'm not a big Queen fan. I like, like, I saw the trailer before. What did we go see? We saw something daft. Oh, the one with Blake Lively and. Oh, yeah. What's that called? A good, a simple favor? I think so. Which is actually good fun. There was a couple of twists in it that I didn't see coming. And I was like, oh, well, it's obviously this. this." Uh, Paul Feig directed it. And then it turns out to be something else. So that was good fun. But before that, there was the trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody. And I went home then and listened to a few Queen songs. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty belter. Fair enough. Um, But the guy from Mr. Robot, whatever his name is, looks perfectly cast as it. Yeah, I don't know. Rami Malek. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, I think, yeah. It looks like a biopic, what do you expect? Like, I don't know, expect a bit more. Uh, okay, <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap it up there, this uh, strange holiday podcast that we've done. Uh, you will find The Crying Game, uh, we're watching it off a, a download, I do not know, I haven't been able to find it on any streaming sorts, so, uh, sites, but uh, you can kind of have a look yourself, it's probably on DVD in most homes coming in a kind of yeah, we classic Irish films in the 1990s it, you can download from iTunes that's oh, where I got it, good, I, got good, it. Good, I don't know good. where you got it um, and that's it we're going to wrap up then with a song from the film uh, Lyle Lovett's version of Stand By Your Man so thanks for listening to this slightly wacky one Podcast 78 we'll see you in the, or listen we will talk to you in a couple of weeks alright bye sometimes it's all to be Woman, giving all you love to just one man. But you have bad times, he'll have good times doing things that you don't understand. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.